0: narrator's log, Stardate 4.251987. Today's story takes us to a courtroom in the 25th century, as the Vulcan suspect named Doof Rain stands accused of abandoning his away team during a mission.
1: We have finally established the particulars of the crime.
2: And now we come to the architect of this tragic affair. I offer into the record this excerpt from the captain's personal log.
3: And so I realize that this will indeed be my last away mission. For it is clear to me that should I remain part of Starfleet, I will surely end up dead. Are those your words? Yes, but that is not the complete law. The reason that I had to leave my away team was that I had gone...
0: But alas, this trial was rigged from the very start. A sham, a facade, an act. The fate of this red shirt was written from the day he joined Starfleet. It is the
1: determination of this court that the prisoners are guilty as charged.
0: <laughs> or was it?
1: Without possibility of reprieve or parole,
4: you'll be taken from this place to the Dilithium
1: Mines on the Penal Asteroid of Rurapente. There to spend the rest of your natural lives.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to After The Plot, the only show that brings you the stories you didn't know you didn't know. I am your host, Good Job Lacey. And I'm your co-host, Nolan Lacey. this month we have a very special guest with us in the car here, an omnipotent and omniscient being from which galaxy did you say it was? Oh, a little bit of Every Galaxy.
3: Okay, whatever. Uh, So, Mr. Every Galaxy,
0: uh, you've given us a name. Our name doesn't matter, but we are part of the Q-continuum. Anyway, man, um, did you figure out what that smell was in the car?
3: I think the ODN conduit is overheating. We really should, uh, take some time to check our engineerings out.
0: Do you think it was a problem with the resistance?
3: Uh, well, you know, the resistance is futile. Now it is, Jeez but if we were at it through the eps conduit i think that we would be able to uh, flush our coolant and make sure that our time circuits are right. working properly.
0: Let's go with that.
3: Do we have enough chronometric particles to make sure that we can get through the next story?
0: I think so. So uh Mr. J or H or whatever. Um what this next story we're going to? Where where, where is it? Where are we where are we headed? Oh, we'll get there soon enough. All right, weirdo whatever. I'm
3: glad you finally got someone else's name wrong.
1: like me in every prison in the Federation, I guess. I'm the Ferengi who can get it for you. Cigarettes. Hopperian beetle snuff, if you're partial. A bottle of Romulan Ale to celebrate your kid's graduation from the Academy. Damn near anything, within region. I mean, a Ferengi without no profit is no Ferengi at all. Hell, that's the 18th rule of acquisition.
0: Wait, wait, wait. what are you doing? I... <clears throat> um... I- I'm narrating the story. Hold on, you said you had a story for us, like something we were going to investigate. Yeah, man, you didn't say you were just going to tell us a story. Trust me, boys. When I tell a story, it's second to none, or at least only second to one or two. Okay, all right, whatever you say. So, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out here and just uh, play this little handheld game that I found in the console.
3: Oh, what, game, what game's on the, the console, man? What is it?
0: Oh, check it out. It's called Stitchcraft, where you, oh. just, you just do, like, needlework. Um, I got this character I leveled up, but I, uh, I, can't seem to, I can't seem to make it so.
1: So when Doof Rain came to me on Stardate 4.251990 and asked me to smuggle Loxana Troy, daughter of the Fifth House, holder of the Sacred Chalice of Rix, heir to the Holy Rings of beta into the prison for him, I told him no problem. And it wasn't. Doof arrived at Ruripente and on Stardeck 4.251987 for insubordination and desertion of his away team. Apparently, he just left his crew and wandered off. Must have had a better deal somewhere… until he was caught. Rule of Acquisition 62, the riskier the road, the greater the profit. I must admit, I didn't think a lot of doof when I first saw him. The skinny Vulcan looked like the smallest camera shake on the bridge would knock him over. Outside, he might have been chief engineer on some big starship or some other job where you get to wear a red shirt. But in here, he was just inmate number 1701. And the first day on Ruripente is always the worst.
3: 1701.
2: Here.
4: 1703. Here. 1705.
2: Here. Good. It looks like everyone is accounted for. This is Ha Captain of the Guard. A Klingon you don't want to cross. I am your Cardassian Warden Gull Earl. You are felons of the United Federation of Planets. That's why they sent you to me. There's no stockade, no guard tower, no electric frontier. Work well, and you will be treated well. Work badly, and you will die. The other rules, well, you'll figure those out as you go along. Any questions? Yeah.
0: When do we eat?
4: Excuse me? You eat when we say you eat. You sleep when we say you sleep. And you die when we say you die. You got that, Varanganadi bar?
2: Aha. Remember, boys, confession is good for the soul. Welcome to Rurapinte. Daily life on Rurapinte consists of routine.
1: Lots of routine.
0: All right, everybody. Outside. Move it!
1: Hmm? hmm?
4: Lights out!
1: First time I actually spoke with Rain was after breakfast one morning. Any smuggling that needs to be done, I do after breakfast. Rule of Acquisition 214. Never begin a business negotiation on an empty stomach.
3: I hear you're a Ferengi who can acquire some things.
1: Oh, you're that deserting Vulcan I heard about. Rain, right? Doof Rain. So, did you really do it? I may
3: have walked away from my team, but I'm no deserter. There's more to Starfleet
1: than meets the eye. Uh-huh, sure thing. Anyway, yeah, I've been known to uh, acquire an item or two here and there. I was wondering if you could get me a multiphasic flux coupler. What for?
3: Well, I was an engineer on the outside. I used to work on Jeffrey's
1: tubes and the like. Figured it might make a good hobby in here. Maybe, or maybe you're interested in recoupling the power inducer inside of somebody's skull. <laughs> what's, what's so funny about that?
3: Just have a look at what a multi-phasic flux coupler is, and you'll see why I laughed. Hmm. What's this item usually go for,
1: price-wise? Seven slips of latinum at any generic mass induction shop. My standard markup's 20%, but we're talking about a special object. Risk goes up, price goes up. I'll call it ten slips even. Ten will work. I'll see what I can do. But it's a waste of money if you ask me. And why would you say that? Folks who run this place love surprise inspections. They turn a blind eye to some things, but not a gadget like that. They'll find it. And you'll lose it. You mention my name, and we'll never do business again. Not for this, not even for a cup of Tarkalian tea. That is logical. I understand.
3: Thank you, Mr...
1: Red. The name's Red.
3: And why do they call you Red? I'm the one who used to wear the red shirt. You were not even in Starfleet.
1: Mmm, maybe it's because of my Irish background. And when it finally arrived, smuggled in a shipment of dilithium coated drill bits, I finally understood. The flux coupler was tiny. No way it could possibly do more harm than a phaser set to stun.
0: The Law Offices of Better, Better, Better and Better. Wrongfully imprisoned? Give us a call. The Law Offices of Better, Better, Better and Better. Did the one-armed man get away with killing your wife?
2: I didn't kill my wife! I don't care!
0: Did the lord of the evil empire freeze you in carbonite?
1: What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me.
0: The law offices of better, 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 and better. Call us today! The first call is free. Did your evil twin brother lock you in an iron mask and take over France? What do you propose to do? replace the king. Were you left for dead on Alpha Seti Five when the neighboring planet exploded? This
4: is Seti Alpha Five. The
0: Law Offices of Better, 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 better and better. Better, better, better. Hi, this is 3 of 11, the Borg Outreach Coordinator with the Law Offices of Better, 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 and Better. At Better, 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 and Better, we value a diverse workforce with species from all over the quadrant. If you find yourself in a dicey spot, give us a call, and we will add your biological and technological right. distinctness right. to our own All right, okay, thank you. Our All right, to service yes. us, resistance. The is law is out. it better, 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 and better. Look, what did I tell you about the assimilation bin? Sorry. Yeah, I know. You just gotta tone it down a little bit. I just get so carried away. Well, it scares people. Sorry.
1: Before long, spring rolled around on Ruripente, and the roof to the dilithium processing plant needed to be de-iced, and there's nothing quite like outdoor work on Ruripente in the spring. It gets up to a balmy minus ten, and as luck would have it, me and a couple of my friends made it onto the list of volunteers. There was four of five, a borg doing ten to twenty.
0: But our friends simply refer to us as hay.
1: Bill the Antidian?
2: Fault, fault, fault. Harry the Betazoid, who
1: always cheats at 3D chess.
2: Hey, it's not my fault you guys think louder than a hungry Hing Is that how you say that? I've only ever seen it written.
1: And Doof Rain the Vulcan even made it into the work team. Now, as nice as it was, being allowed a change of scenery, the guards were no fools, and those Klingons stayed close by, never out of earshot, especially for a Ferengi.
4: So, this Ying Tok lawyer calls long La distance from Romulus and he says, Hadli? I say, yeah. He says, sorry to inform you, but your brother was just honorably killed. Wow! Hadli! That's great! So glad for you! I'm not glad. He was a Todasa! Run off years ago. Clan hasn't heard from him since. Figured him for dead anyway. So, this lawyer, Tahek, says, Your brother died a rich Klingon. Latinum mines and shit. Close to a million Darsex. I tell you, it's incredible how lucky some Klingons can get. A million Darsex? madram. Do you get any of that? 35,000. That's what he left me. Darsex? That's magnificent. Right? What do you suppose the Empire's gonna do to me? Take a huge chunk of Imperial taxes, that's what. Oh,
0: I, uh, hadn't thought of that. Poor Hadli. What terrible luck. Imagine inheriting 35,000 Darsecs.
1: Crying shame. Some folks got it awful bad.
3: I wonder if he knows about Klingon Imperial Code 924-1138. I think I will go inform him of this.
2: Hey, you crazy! Keep your eyes on your own work. He's walking over to the guards. What? What is he thinking? Stay. him! Rain! Come back! Oh shit! Do the do the nerve pinch thing. Someone? Does anyone? Does it, He's the he's the only one that knows. He's it. the only. one. Oh, oh shit! Followed. Followed.
3: Ah, oh, you said it, fella. Officer Hadley, do you think you would lose in combat to your wife?
4: That's funny. You're gonna look funnier mining Dilithium with no hands.
3: What I'm saying is, if you were to enter into a Batleth contest, is there a chance she would best you?
4: Bog brav du vidik darnak skarlal skarset! This Tarkak Vulcan is gonna have himself an accident.
0: Oh no, he's gonna do it. He's gonna throw him off the roof.
2: I could've told you that four seconds ago. Because
3: if she could best you, there's no reason in the world you couldn't keep every single Darsec, logically.
4: You had better start making sense.
3: Under Klingon Imperial Code 924-113 paragraph x12-4a, if you lose a fight to your wife, you can pay her an honor fee of up to 60,000 Darsecs, keep all of the money, and keep your honor. But you will need someone to prepare the papers. Someone who has a good attention to detail, like a Vulcan. I could do it nearly free of charge, only I ask two hours of holodeck time for me and my colleagues. <laughs> colleagues! Get him! That's rich, ain't it?
4: Colleagues! Silence, you
3: I think a prisoner on a penal colony on a frozen planet can feel a little more alive if he's allowed a few hours of sunshine, even if it is synthesized. That is, however, only my
1: opinion. If there had been a pin on that roof, you could have heard it drop. Three Klingon prison guards, and twice again that many convicts standing there with their jaw nearly hitting the floor.
4: What are you Pitox staring at? Back to
1: work. But before the week was out, there we were, sitting on a holodeck porch, drinking Romulan ale on a lovely sunny day on some synthesized class M planet. Apparently, that clever Vulcan knew about the 33rd rule of acquisition. It never hurts to suck up to the boss. Well, it wasn't long before the crafty warden, Gull Earl, heard about Rain's cleverness and brains. And before you know it, scheming Kardashian warden had hamstrung Doof Rain into cooking the books on a work-release program that the warden thought up in order to chronically underbid major companies for shipyard labor contracts. In exchange, Rain was allowed to breathe some life into the Rurapente penal library. By sending subspace messages to charities all over the Quadrant, Rain eventually established a healthy feed of data slates, books, and even a few audio crystals. And it was here that the green-blooded fox learned the hard way about the Rule of Acquisition number 285.
3: What is in all of these boxes?
4: You tell me, Torksar. They're addressed to you, every damn one came with this letter here.
3: Hmm. Dear Mr. Rain, In response to your repeated inquiries, the Federation Appropriations Committee has allocated the enclosed materials for your library project. We now consider the matter closed. Please stop sending us subspace frequency communications. Yours truly, Federation's Appropriations Office.
4: I want all of this cleared out before the warden gets back. ha
1: sure. As Had Lee left Rain to clean up the new shipment of musical materials, it was only then that Rain realized he had been left unsupervised in the warden's office. And so at that point the Vulcan did the only logical thing he could think of, which was to lock himself in.
3: Alright. Let's see what we have. Audio crystals. Which one? No. No. Not this one either. Ugh. Here. What is this one? Number one in the three pips? Hmm. That looks... Promising. Well, go for broke, I suppose.
1: And with that, Rain flipped on the intercom for the entire penal colony. You should have seen the place. Every man, woman, Ferengi, Bajoran, and Borg in the place stopped what they were doing. The stamping machines in the plate shop were shut down. The laundry line went silent. And the dilithium scrapers ground to a halt. no idea to this day what that charming debonair trombonist was playing about, and truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. I like to think he was playing about something so beautiful that it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. It was almost a musical embodiment of the rule of acquisition 168, whisper your way to success. It was like some beautiful tribble rolled into our drab cave and melted these walls away. And for the briefest of moments, every last person at Rurapente felt like they could boldly go where no one had gone before.
0: This fall, the reunion tour everyone has been talking about since Shaka, When the Walls Fell. Darmok and July, <laughs> featuring their number one hit single, Temba, His Arms Wide. Very first time on the big stage, the Jean Luce. Uh, uh, Tickets available on Ticketmaster now. Don't miss this heavy metal event of the century.
1: Chan Catholic was a Nashikan that came to Ruripente on on Stardate 4.252001 on a two-year stretch for B and E. Security caught him sneaking fuel cells out of the rear airlock of a Romulan cargo vessel. He told us the whole story over breakfast one morning. So I'm
4: floating towards the airlock, right? Holding the fuel cells like this. Big old thing. Couldn't see a thing. Suddenly the gravity turns back on, and I'm struggling to support this big damn fuel cell. Then there's this big Romulan voice, freeze kid, hands it, and any pincers in the air. Well, I just stand there trying to balance this big bulky fuel cell. So the Romulan says, you hear what I said, kid?" And I said, yeah, sure. But if I drop this thing, you're gonna have to get me on theft as
2: well as destruction of property too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, <see you> later. <laughs> but it turns out, Chan Catholic had information that would help Rain's case. Apparently, the young lad had done some time in a Starfleet prison a few years back and shared a cell with a disgraced Starfleet captain.
4: Maxwell. His name has been Maxwell.
1: According to Chan, Maxwell had intimate knowledge of the inner workings of Starfleet and how red shirts had historically been set up as pawns on away missions. Cannon fodder to be thrown at the enemy should things get hairy.
4: So I'm in my cell one evening, and this is Maxwell. He just won't never shut the hell up. He goes on and on about a ship he used to serve on. And I said, yeah, Maxwell, what did you explore?
2: And then we were putting together this away team. Of course, we sent a security guy, a couple of engineers, but we also had some garbage to take out, if you get my drift. Captain says to me, Maxwell, we got any red shirts that need dealing with? (laughs) I says to him, yeah, we got this lippy Vulcan in engineering that might need an untimely accident. So we send him down with the team. Of course, the whole group of red shirts gets disintegrated within minutes. <laughs> but this guy Storm or, or Cloud or, or some shit like that, he gets the bright idea to abandon his post. Just walks off. But get this. They caught him later for going AWOL. <laughs> he gets up, getting arrested. So the problem solved itself, 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 itself.
3: So you're saying there's people out there, captains even, already incarcerated, who could prove my innocence?
1: Well, about that? Rain went straight to see the Warden, faster than a Galaxy-class ship with a Scottish Chief Engineer.
2: Well, I have to say, that's the most amazing story I have ever heard. What amazes me most is you were taken in by it. Sir? It's obvious this fellow Catholic, is that how you say it? I've only seen it written, is impressed with you. He hears your tale of woe and quite naturally wants to cheer you up. He's a young Nausicaan. Not terribly bright. Not surprising he didn't know what a state he'd put you in.
3: I believe he could be telling the truth.
2: Let's say for a moment this... Maxwell... does exist you think he'd just fall to his knees and cry? It's true, there's a conspiracy in Starfleet to keep people silent by assigning them to... What, away missions? Once they've seen too much?
3: Logically, it wouldn't matter. With Chan's testimony, I could get a new trial.
2: That's assuming Maxwell is even still there. Chances are excellent he'd be released by now. Excellent. They
3: would have his last known address, names of relatives, There is a chance, isn't there? How could you be so... illogical? What the actual f*** did you just call me? Illogical. Is it deliberate? The Federation will have citizens' ID numbers. The starbase he served on will most likely still have his transporter imprint in their memory banks.
2: Dufresne, if you want to indulge this fantasy, that's your business. Don't make it mine. This meeting is over.
3: Look, if it's the squeeze, don't worry. I would never say what goes on in here. I would be just as indictable for laundering the money for you.
2: Don't you ever mention money to me again, you sorry son of a bitch. Not in this office, not anywhere. Hello, security? I was just trying to put your mind at
3: ease. See the logic behind it, that's all. One to beam directly to solitary. A month. This train of thought truly lacks even the utmost logical sense. Can you not see this is my last chance to get out? It's my life. Do you not understand that it's my life? They're searching for me. It's my voyage home. This is the final frontier. You could say this is an insurrection on my rights.
0: Wait, hang on, so that was- why did the guy in the flashback sound just like the warden? Didn't he sound like the same guy to you? Yeah. Yeah. That... uh, A simple look at IMDB will answer all your questions.
3: IMD what now? Exactly.
1: A month later, I met up with Rain in the main yard of the mines as he huddled around a fire for warmth. A month in the hole at River Pente would chill any man to the bones. And apparently, it'll do the same for Vulcans, too. Do you think you'll ever get out of here, Red? Ah, sure. When well, I've got two huge floppy ears and about three marbles left rolling around upstairs. Allow me to tell you where
3: I would go. Risa. Risa. A planet in the Alpha Quadrant. And believe me, my friend, it is a paradise. Warm tropical breezes, the best weather satellite net money can buy, exotic
1: foods, and nothing to do but sit around all day. Damn it, Doof. Stop it. Don't do that to yourself. Talking nonsense like that, I don't care if you don't have any emotions. Now Riza is way out there, and you are in here. And that's the way it is. Indeed. It is way out there, and
3: I am in here. I guess it comes down to a simple, logical choice, really. Live long, or prosper. What's that supposed
1: to mean? Doof? Red,
3: if you do ever get out of here, do me a favor. I want you to head to Starbase 1138. Do you know where that is? Gamma Quadrant.
1: Lots of binary systems there.
3: Head to level 42F and make it to the southeastern sector. It's where I found out I had been accepted into Starfleet. Promise me, Red. If you do ever get out, find that sector and look for a bulkhead that looks completely out of place. Like it belongs on an old Constitution-class starship. You'll find something behind it that I want you to have. What?
1: What's buried there?
3: You will just have to pry up that bulkhead and see.
1: Given my friend's Shan, for lack of emotional affect, being a Vulcan and all, this recent turn towards whimsy stuck in my head like a hungry, steady eel. And that night, I couldn't sleep a wink over the worry I felt for my friend. I've given a whole bar of latinum to see Dufrain safe and sound again as a, well, I mean at least a half a bar of latinum.
0: Here tier 3 south,
2: clear! Tier 4 north, clear Bound. Tier 3 north,
0: clear count. Man missing on Tier 2, cell 245! Dufrain! Get your ass out of here, boy! You hold up the show. Damn it, friend, You're putting me behind. I got a
4: schedule to keep. You better be sick or dead in there. I shit you not. You hear me? Oh my holy God!
1: Well, before you know it, the entire penal colony was up in arms, looking for the disappearing Vulcan. The magnetic shield log was checked to ensure no one had beamed out from inside the prison, and I found myself in Rain's newly vacated jail cell with a perplexed Hod Lee and a none too pleased
2: warden, Gull Earl. Well? Well, what? I see you two all the time. You're thick as thieves, you are. He must have said something. No, sir. <laughs> Bless the state. It's a miracle. The Vulcan up and vanished like a Romulan welcome party. Nothing left but some damn rocks on the windowsill and that Betazoid pin up on the wall. Well, let's ask her. Maybe she knows. What say you there, Luaxana? Feel like talking? Guess not. Why should she be different? I want him found. Not tomorrow. Not after we try on that weird visor thing that M'Forge left here last time. Now! It was here that the Warden completely lost it. Now,
1: I'm not sure if you've ever seen a Cardassian completely lose it, but once you get past the throbbing veins in their neck and forehead, it can actually be quite amusing. He scooped up all the trinkets and Rain's cell, and began furiously throwing them at everyone in sight.
2: It's a conspiracy That's what this is It's one big damn conspiracy And everyone's in on it Including her in the poster
1: The furious Cardassian ripped the poster off the wall and we all saw it. What the shit? It. Couldn't have been plainer than the pointy ears on that green blooded scoundrel's head. Jeffrey's tube, just big enough for one Vulcan to scoop through. It apparently led all the way out beyond the transporter-blocking magnetic field, and all along, the progress on his project in his cell had been hidden by a simple pin-up poster of Lwaxana Troy, daughter of the Fifth House, holder of the Sacred Chalice of Rix, heir to the Holy Rings of Z. Next day, news hit the press that the warden of Rurapente had been involved in a money laundering scheme involving underbidding legitimate companies using prison labor, and before long, enforcers for the United Federation of Planets swooped in to clean house. While I wasn't there to see it, I heard that Hod Lee cried like a dishonored ensign when they arrested him, but the warden apparently wasn't planning on going out so easily. While the Federation may have offered him a plea deal, he decided to take Rule of Acquisition 125 quite literally. You can't make a deal if you're dead. Well, time moved on, and the snows of Ruberpente came and went. The gang and I still talk about Rain the Vulcan, I swear, the stuff he pulled, it always makes us laugh.
0: So then he says to the big Klingon, No, you'd need to lose to her in a (laughs) Batman contest.
1: (laughs) Sometimes it does make me sad, though, Doof being gone. I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. that's all. Their feathers are just too bright. When they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. But still, the place you live is that much more drab and empty that they're gone. I guess I just miss my friend.
3: Wait, wait, hold on. Is is
0: that it? That's the that end? That can't be the end, man. That's that's depressing as hell. You're gonna end a story right there? There's gotta be more than that. There's so many unanswered questions.
3: Yeah. Like, whatever happened once the guy
0: escaped? Like, did that Ferengi ever get released?
3: Who is Kaiser Sozi?
0: Yeah, who mourns for Adonis?
3: Great. Now we're stuck here, and don't have a story to turn in for this
0: month. Boys, boys. If you can't take a little bloody nose, maybe you ought to go back home and crawl under your bed. It's not safe out here. It's wondrous, with treasures to satiate desires both subtle and gross. But it's not for the timid. Additional talent was provided by Doug Holly and David Hallman. The show is edited by Brent Lacey. Theme music composed by Jared Bookbinder. Star Trek sound effects and music are found on TrekCore.com. Additional sound effects provided courtesy of freesound.org, tabletopaudio.com, and Michael Gelfie. After the plot is a production of Final Plank Media.
4: 1,705.
0: What the fuck
2: was that? <laughs> it's Star <laughs> Trek! You it have doesn't to have to, to be that. English! You said it's kind of gotta be I'm sorry, that threw me off. <laughs> anyway.